0: Hey everyone, my name is Matt Turner, I'm the editor for Comedians Conquering Climate Change and we have a very special podcast episode today. We're going to have Esteban Gast, the wonderful host for Comedians Conquering Climate Change. We're going to have a conversation with him, kind of get to know who he is. Who is Esteban Gast? What makes him tick? What is his favorite smoothie flavor? What stuff does he have in his fridge? I know you're going to love it. Esteban, thank you so much for coming on uh, and talking to me. It's good to finally have a conversation with you and not just like cutting together your voice in the editing room. Uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks.
1: Yeah. No, this is amazing. Thanks for being here and thanks for uh, being a very patient editor for every podcast. People don't know this. They're four hour interviews that end up somehow 15 minutes nothing makes it's mostly
0: mostly esteban just talking about himself a lot and i just easily cut those out for the first hour the solos you do i know you think you're a good singer yeah. you're not stick with comedy
1: no the world deserves to see my music career uh and you're holding it back but you know what i respect it i respect it one day i'll win you over with my songs that's our next podcast
0: is comedians uh, <laughs> chorusing for climate change. I don't know. I don't have a good yeah, C. Yeah, it's
1: still a C, yeah.
0: Well, cool. Well, thanks for giving us and the listeners an opportunity to kind of know who you are. Like, who is Esteban? You do a ton of stuff. So give me a kind of breakdown of who you are today and what you're up to.
1: Wow. Uh, who I am today. It's a big question. Um. Yeah, this is big <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready for this four-hour answer that you'll cut down to That we'll have a one-hour musical um, in between? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only way to me properly answer that is in song. Um, I am I think I'm someone who comes from a, a, um, a lot of different worlds, and, and I mean that in the way that my parents are Colombian. I'm like 100% uh colombian and i like have uh you know go back to colombia every year my extended family's there but i spent time growing up in puerto rico which is a Mm. different place in like chicagoland in literally like the corn of the midwest like three hours away from any city right so these are like places that i live that are formative those are pretty distinct in different worlds yeah um I, i like taught high school for a little i taught college for a little and like you know helped write this book on creativity and was like in in the education world and then and then left that to be a touring stand up comedian um and to, to clarify, like, touring, you know, like, making, like, a $100, <laughs> touring is, like, generous. Like, I was, like, if you went to a small comedy club in, like, Topeka, Kansas, then you'd be, like, oh, I remember <laughs> Esteban. Like, I wasn't. Sometimes people were like, no way. What, what stages were you at? And, like, you know, and I was, like, oh, no, I didn't go to New York. I went to, like, Jersey. Yeah. And, you know, like. Yeah, (laughs) when I'd go to New York, I'd do like a show on Long Island, like the weirdest.
0: Oh, you were in Times Square? Yeah, there's like a side back alley. There was at least two homeless people and a few stray cats. Yeah. (laughs) Got it.
1: Yeah. I'm huge with the stray cat community. (laughs) Um, Um, It's weird. Once they get adopted, they're no longer fans. They unfollow me on socials. It really hurts. Oh, man. Um, That's sad. Yeah, but, but I made a living from from comedy, which in itself uh, feels like a victory, regardless if it's mostly yeah. cats. Um, and then I went and ran this eco community, which is like an off the grid community, all about sustainability in Panama. Um, and if you're like, wow, Arsman, that sounds really interesting. Um, did anyone make a television show out of it? They did <laughs> I moved to L.A. <laughs> with this TV show. It's called Jungle Town. Um, about this community that, that I was I was helping run. I was like the president. There were like four parts of it, and I was the president of one of the parts of it. Uh, so it was very intense, very strange. I like lived in a tent for almost two and years. And who,
0: who did that show? What was that It was on, on
1: Viceland. Vice, right, uh, Viceland. Viceland. It, it was also on A&E and a few other networks. Um, oh, cool. But it didn't do well. Um, mm. Because cats can figure out how to tune to the right that makes sense channel. Yeah, right So I yeah. we missed a lot of my audience mm. uh, and, But it was a really cool <laughs> show. It was executive produced by Spike Jones who's a hero of mine so it's fun for him to be like Oh, there's something here. Yeah, uh, and then America unanimously decided there is not
0: Spike Jones. Here. You were right in a lot of things. This is not one of them. Yeah,
1: you got it. yeah. When he looks back on his career, he's like, "Wow, I had a lot of hits, and then that one time I bet money on Esteban—that's <laughs> um, a—that's a miss." Um, so then I moved to LA, and ever since then I've sort of have thought, "Hey, what happens if I combine everything? This education mm-hmm. side." This sort of like, you know, almost like sustainability side, this was a completely we were trying to live a completely sustainable town, um, literally experimenting around sustainability and how we can work together um to to help climate change. Um anti climate change to the, just to clarify, we weren't on the side of climate change. Right. Okay. Um, we were anti change. Um climate stay the same. Got it. Okay yeah <laughs> and then not confusing and then uh and then comedy and writing stuff so the last few years in la i've been uh i would say it at, at the like intersection of of sort of like entertainment comedy writing mm-hmm. you know like meaningful climatey things all that good stuff what a segue to the next question
0: um <laughs> uh so climate and comedy are the intersections of the podcast and um that's pretty important for us at Generation 180. Um, So it was a good, you are a perfect fit for that as far as climate and comedy. And then we know there's been a ton of progress in that space as far as climate goes, Um, tons of work to be done. So why is humor a helpful way to contribute to the anti-change climate? (laughs) The climate stay the same movement. We're working on, I'm gonna workshop that name. How does humor? How does humor help out with that? Why is that an important tool?
1: Yeah, you know, in yearbooks when you write like "I love you, never change," Um, (laughs) that's what we're trying to do to climate. Right. We're like, please don't change. We love you. Right. You know, I (laughs) love you, never change. Yeah, I I think a few things. When I was um, created in a lab when generation 180 I
0: remember like, that I Yeah a little yeah. bit of this a little bit of uh a <laughs> little bit of Al Gore a little bit of Spike Jones Yeah a little uh uh-huh. yeah got it
1: <laughs> Spike Jones is yeah it's like do not tarnish my good name <laughs> again <laughs> first i help your show and now look at you Um yeah no i man i i think it is so so important I I think for a few reasons I think um I think if you talk to people about climate change they get really serious, um, mm-hmm. right? They, they, there's like a weight to it. Yeah. Um, there's like oh, there's like an oh my goodness, are we really? Uh, like this is we're really going to talk about this. This is mm-hmm. heavy. I don't you know I don't want to ruin my morning, sort of thing. So I think if en- for anyone to engage with anything around um, climate change and clean energy in a way that doesn't feel heavy, in a way that mm. doesn't feel um, you know, like here's more bad news. I think is really, really like that alone. That touch point is really impactful mm-hmm. for people to be open to the conversation because not every time they have the conversation, it is doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the second thing is is when we come from comedy and this place of opportunity or optimism, it is like from an informed place. Like I think sometimes I tell people that uh, that I'm like, oh, I've got this new podcast. With this great organization generation 180 it's really awesome uh and it's comedians conquering climate change and we're trying to do this thing and people are like oh you are you like delusional you know like what is your <laughs> angle <of> delusion <laughs> um and i think i'm like no like i don't think you realize that there's a ton of progress being done that you know, the, the, mm-hmm. we talk about this literally on every episode. It's like a bunch of good news and and some difficult news, right? We're also not ignoring it, but mm-hmm. the fact that we come from this place of optimism and opportunity is from an informed place. Mm-hmm. Is from um, right? Is is from the work that you're doing, Generation One Eighty and other nonprofits and other and even other companies and especially what people and and some politicians, some countries mm-hmm. are doing. So I think I think for people to engage with it in a different way is is critical because i think people don't i think people are scared to talk about it they don't like talking about it Mm -hmm. it's like i've got this um spinach in my fridge and it's it's like really old and it's like moldy and i've thought about throwing it away but i like don't want to so i just like open up my fridge and i look at it and it's like sealed you know and i'm like eh, oh to, you know
0: yeah because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to smell it right you're gonna have to you might get your yeah. hands dirty you're gonna have there's to clean so that, many that. there's a lot of things involved.
1: yeah yeah i don't know if that analogy sticks at all, but but i think to invite people in and say first off there is hope and optimism secondly we can talk about this in a way that doesn't feel heavy third I bet we are more mobilized, and science shows, we are mo- mo- more mobilized to change if we feel like it's not all over, mm-hmm. right? If we feel like we can do something about it, we can talk about it, and we can use sometimes humor to process pain we can use humor to communicate breakthroughs mm-hmm. that are less clickable, right? Because I'm going to click on something that says humans have three years left. Yeah. I'm probably going to like less click, you know, less likely to click on something that's like algae is doing something cool in the ocean.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that re- that reminds me of, um, I don't know if you saw that uh, Don't Look Up movie yet uh, that everyone is talking about that. I, I noticed you weren't, yeah. you weren't in there as a star cast along with leo and all them but anyways yeah uh in the very i don't know if you've seen it but the very last scene they're all sitting around this table and it's all about this comet that's gonna come to earth and they had all this time they could have done something about it but uh it's too late now so they're all sitting at the table and they're just making talk about nothing that matters right it's the coffee talk it's the whatever and so i think uh, i wonder if a lot of people feel like that's where we are right now like uh, we're at the table yeah it's happening But what we're trying to say is Generation 180, and I think you do a good job um, with the Comedians Conquering Climate Change podcast, It's like, no, 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 we're not there yet. Like, we are actually well in the beginning of the movie. And unlike an asteroid, uh, it's not a a one-and-done thing. It's not like there is a yes or no answer to it. There's a scale here. And I love the idea of how humor can just open up that conversation and just let people know, oh, yeah, we're not... It's not all over, right? We have, and not only is it not all over, but things are happening. Like a lot of good things are happening. Progress. We have a lot of momentum that's happening.
1: That's great, man. That's uh, such a better analogy than my spinach one. Mm-hmm. That I'm, uh, I'm almost threatened. Yeah. Have you? Uh, what's
0: your experience on editing? <laughs> we could, we could swap these roles. I feel like I might have a comedy, <laughs> at least a all metaphor. Right, in. I got a thing for metaphors. metaphor.
1: Yeah with your perfect metaphors uh but no but i i think you're absolutely right i think instead of waving and telling people we're not there yet you guys Mm -hmm. um i think literally like a better tool rhetorically and and emotionally is to come in with humor yeah um right so i think yeah i think if we're in the business of of Helping people, you know, shifting people's hearts and minds, helping people sort of like uh, expand their awareness a little bit mm-hmm. of of what the things that are happening. The dominant narrative is fear and fear works really great at cutting through things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a better way, a gentler way, a more human way is, I think, through humor and levity mm-hmm. and like and an optimism. And I think that is also an effective tool to to to. Um, You know shift hearts and minds in in a way that they're like oh you know what there is hope we can do this we can work together yeah this isn't the end there are a lot of really good things happening
0: cool well well put well put um let's shift over to like the people you have on the show are hilarious i do have a lot of fun cutting your 13 hour uh they just (laughs) keep getting longer your your two day uh marathons (laughs)
1: It's like Coachella but only me and someone else with a microphone. It's 3 days. Yeah.
0: Um you have a lot of hilarious people on board and it's it's super wide. Some are like stand-up, some are improv, some are writers, some have like policy backgrounds. So uh, and now they're they're doing comedy and they're doing really good at it. So like what what do you look for in some of those guests that you invite on the show?
1: Yeah. I think i think comedy can can come from a lot of different places mm-hmm. um, sort of like we're talking about right there's there's comedy that that is that is also like fear or frustration that you're like oh look at what this thing oh, i'm so angry and everything makes me angry the lewis blacks of the world <laughs> yeah 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 that is my lewis black can you believe uh <laughs> it's lewis black meets gilbert godfrey I think <laughs> absolutely unbelievable <laughs> um and and I think those people are great, right? That this is not a criticism of them, but I think mm-hmm. for me, the I think people that I would love to be on the show and that I seek out are one very funny, but I think too curious and open, mm-hmm. um, right? And there can still be they can bring their comedic identity and their sense of self into the show, but I I think this curiosity, this like the comedians, I think have this gift to like listen and absorb, take information and process it in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like call out inconsistencies or find the like really funny thing or find that small thing that they can make bigger. Mm-hmm. Whatever all these like, you know, this toolbox of a comedian, use a metaphor like you have used Matt, Matt the metaphor <laughs> man, uh, as you will forever be known. Um, yeah, but but I think all of that, all of that starts with someone who's really open and curious. So for me, a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't know much about this. Or some people know a lot more, right? We've got uh, mm. yeah, comedians who have a background in, like you said, in politics and policy. Or even like MK Paulson is a wonderful comedian. His episode's great. Uh, and MK like plants trees. And I knew that. I knew that he like loves trees. and But he had never connected that to climate change, mm. if that makes sense. He yeah. had never been like, oh, I'm someone who's curious about the earth. He just was like, I love plants and trees. And I like you know his parents have like a ranch in Texas, and he's helped plant trees. Um, So I think there's something beautiful to that. That I'm like, whoa, you're like, dude, you're thinking about these things, but you don't even know you're thinking about these things. Yeah. Um, But I know, I know, MK is like relentlessly curious and open to things. So, so I think people who, yeah, I I really think curiosity Mm -hmm. is to me in the way that I view comedy, in the way that I want to do comedy, in the way that I want to invite people to do comedy. I think curiosity is is really the key so they don't need to know about you know they don't need to read grist or like do some of this you know like (laughs) climate (laughs) changey things that are typical i think they just need to be really curious about what that means it's also a way to invite people into the conversation around climate change it's like everyone's invited you don't need to know Mm. a certain thing you don't need to have read a certain thing you can ask yeah there was a a headline it was like something parts per million of carbon dioxide or whatever greenhouse gases yeah someone's like what does that mean and i was like i don't know (laughs) i was like we (laughs) should know but i say it and i was like you're totally right to call me out for saying it." let's do research and find out what this means together yeah yeah
0: i think that's that's um really helpful i love that idea of inviting everyone to the table because you're right like at times it totally feels like the people that are having these conversations are politics Or massive companies that are buying solar or whatever and it kind of feels like to some people that we don't I mean even that's something we say it's generation 80 is like um, a lot of people don't feel like they even have a role to play like this isn't this isn't their game and we're not even on the sidelines we're like in the stands watching and so I love what comedians conquering climate change does is say that like you have a role like you can get in the game it's no longer like yeah maybe 20 years ago when solar was not something you could do and electric cars were not something you could do and all of these other things that you can do just really weren't easily attainable um things have changed and things are different um and like and sending that invitation in like a really friendly fun way is a lot of fun um to listen to
1: yeah again there's two ways to deliver that it'd be like hey adjust your narrative you're out of date you don't think that psh, solar has been affordable for like a while come on you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like is genuinely one way to do that and, and i think sometimes people feel rightfully frustrated in the climate change community that they're like we need to move faster you, you haven't done this yet come on it's you yeah. know like mm-hmm. uh and there's this sense of urgency again totally rightfully So And I I think there's a role for someone, I think a role for someone like me in the way that I can contribute is being like, hey, I also didn't know. And and to me, in the way that I operate in the world, I'm like, oh, that's the way to have this conversation. Is like invite people (laughs) that way. Um,
0: Yeah. So, man, I think we've even answered this last question I wanted to talk about, which was like um what do people come away with like what's your goal if i had to pick a goal what do i really want people to come away with when they're done listening to an episode or two i know we've hit a a lot on that but like wrap that up for me put a big old bowl on it put it under my christmas tree
1: (laughs) what is it wow um it's february so so this (laughs) is gonna be both I think it's going to be both like a, a birthday and Christmas. It's gift. my
0: Valentine's Day present. <laughs> yeah, All right, we have just a couple of days.
1: <laughs> um, can I, I think there's two things in the in the podcast or podcast episode. I think pe- my hope and my dream is that people walk away and they feel like they are invited in the conversation. Um, they are welcome in the conversation. My hope is that this is an opportunity for them to engage with this topic and they like want to learn more. That you've got like a little momentum. This is a bit of that spark. This is a bit of that momentum. Man, how beautiful of a gift if if someone feels like they're invited, if someone walks away and and they're like inspired to just learn more, right? They, they like Mm -hmm. walk away with a bounce in their step. Um, because I think if you're going to make change, if you're going to sign pledges, if you're going to, you know, uh, push politicians and everything, it is going to be easier with a little bounce in your step, with like a little small smile on your face. Yeah. That is a, is an easier way um to f- to fight this fight. And I think the second thing um is an even bigger we are all invited, right? Like I don't I don't have a background in in whatever climate. I like I'm not a scientist, I don't have these <laughs> yeah. things. Uh so one I think for a long time I thought, well, who am I to to talk about these things? This is something I like read books about and all these people are smarter than i mean Mm -hmm. bill mckibben is great and i will just kneel at the altar of of bill um and then i was like oh the things that i am doing in my life the things i'm uniquely good at can be we can talk about climate change in this way and i think it is dare i say almost like a responsibility for all of us Mm -hmm. to think about the way that we can show up for the earth and for each other and i i genuinely believe whatever you are into right i'm a strange comedian you know education (laughs) teacher hybrid dude like for me to have a role in this means that literally literally everyone has a role in this so it's like one invited literally to the conversation uh invited to to find out more resources uh every show has a call to action and two at a bigger existential level you are invited regardless of what you do, even if you're like, I don't know how juggling is going to (laughs) be help climate. It's like, but it actually will. But it, I guarantee you it actually will. Um, Anything that you are into.
0: (laughs) It reminds me of that episode that you did where you talked about that Venn diagram of like, in one side is like, all right, what can you do? Like, what are your skill sets? And then like, what brings you joy? Like what makes you happy? And then, what what what's the good work that can be done and there's something in there in between yes. in the middle of those three circles there is something and this this podcast kind of seems like it's pretty daggone close to your um you look like you're having fun i can't tell <laughs> I, I i don't know if you're just that good of an actor but it looks like it yeah. sounds
1: like you're oh, having a great time i'm i'm a bad actor so yeah i would so know this yeah if you were having a terrible <laughs> time yeah, yeah. no I couldn't fake it no i i am and but but i think it also is I think comedians come on um and I'm like yeah what does this look like for you for the ways that you're doing it doesn't have to be a podcast it can be you write a joke about it or you write a uh, a story about it or you're in the script that you're doing you bring an element um mm-hmm. of it the, like there's so many ways there is no right way to be like good to the earth and, and each other, right? Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of wrong ways to do it. Not doing anything is a wrong way. <laughs> you know, like pouring <laughs> yeah. oil into the ocean. Wrong. Right. Uh, yeah. but if you're like, but I'm a surfer, you know, it's like I, I live in LA. Surfer the surfing community has done so, so much um mm-hmm. for yeah. the oceans and things like and even in LA for there there's a they just passed an oil uh like drilling ban.
0: Like no pouring oil in the ocean anymore. <laughs> that used to <laughs> it be a just, thing. Yeah.
1: It took a while. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, surfers are like leading, you know, in LA, they're mm-hmm. some of the loudest voices. Uh, I'm like, yeah, everyone's invited. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good gift. I like it. Uh, it's a big present. It took you a
0: long time to wrap it. <laughs> yeah. A little too many bows. You got a little carried away, but it's yeah. still a present. It's still gift wrapped.
1: Yeah. A I little too like many it. bows is such a, yeah, is such good feedback just for me as an individual. Ooh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah, agreed. I'm the same way. I probably talk too much. I probably should have ended this <laughs> podcast Q&A a while ago. But on that note.
1: <laughs> no, this is great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Esteban, I really appreciate you talking to me, talking to our listeners. I think this is a really helpful way for us just to get around like, hey, what's, what's the point of this podcast? Like, what are the good things about it? And then it's also nice to know you and just know more about you. Um, you're a good guy, Esteban. And wow I appreciate your work
1: man hey thanks for editing and you're <laughs> a good guy oh shucks uh, uh no thank you and thanks uh for the whole team at generation 180 who is uh genuinely walking the walk in terms of flipping the script um and i think being really really thoughtful and intentional about about shifting some of those narratives and also just like I mean, yeah, I can't I can't believe truly you said this. I, I can't believe I get to do what I do, which is uh get support to like make silly jokes with people <laughs> I love about a topic I think is important. And with with truly like your role at generation when is like, yeah, do the thing. You know, and, and yeah, and I think I think that is awesome. I think that's also it's a risky it's a risky bet, I think, is it's like the ROI is sometimes not immediate. Uh, and I think that is a lot of when when we're talking communication and like cultural strategies, it's tough to measure. And I'm mm-hmm. thankful that that uh, that all of you are are open and and supportive of of something that we know is really powerful and important. But mm-hmm. yeah, but maybe doesn't immediately.
0: You hear that, Vice Land A and E? It's not
1: about <laughs> the ratings.
0: Bring Jungle Town back. I'm gonna start yeah. a petition.
1: <laughs> Ultimately, this that's what <laughs> that's this the is whole about. Boy. The goal of this podcast is to bring back (laughs) Jungle Town. Absolutely. The show that immediately uh, failed. All right, that's the bun. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you the
0: next time the podcast comes out.
1: (laughs) And we won't speak before then. Remember our rule.